B2B Marketing Podcast. My name is David Rowlands. I'm the Head of Content at B2B Marketing, and I'm joined today by Daryl Alfonso, who's responsible for global marketing operations at Amazon Web Services. So, Daryl, first things first, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me on the podcast. It's uh, it's really great to be here. I love talking about all things marketing, all things marketing operations. So I'm um, happy to get started. Fantastic. Well, before we do jump into it, then, um, perhaps you could just tell us a little bit about Amazon Web Services um, and your role at the company. Yeah. So Amazon Web Services is the cloud computing division or business of Amazon. Um, so, you know, we service startups to large enterprises with all their cloud computing needs. Um, and I'm on the central marketing operations team. And the way that I think of it is, you know, we have probably close to, you know, there's there's literally over a thousand marketers that work at Amazon Web Services all around the world. And uh, my team is responsible for the marketing technology that empowers these marketers to create delightful experiences for our customers. So that's how I like to define the, the role. Um, but from a more technical standpoint, you know, we, uh, we run marketing automation, um, um, data analytics, um, um, and, and a, a really a slew of, of integrations um, that, that we work with all the different tools that, that are in our marketing tech stack. So and, you know, generally speaking, because I'm sure there must be, a, you know, a ton of challenges and opportunities at companies big as Amazon. But, you know, what do you think are the main challenges for you this year from a, from a marketing operations point of view? Yeah, so this is an interesting question because the challenges of an enterprise organization are going to be different than most any other organizations of different sizes, right? And, and when you work at a, at a, at a, especially at a mega enterprise like Amazon, most of the problems are actually the, the problems of scale. Um, and it means that just because of the sheer volume of users, of data, of campaigns, it, you know, you have inherent problems. And that's, those are the things that, that we really need to tackle while all at the same time managing our business problems. So here's, Here's how I like to put it. So let's say, for example, and this is a this is a, a metaphor or analogy. Okay, let's say you work in a small pie shop, and you and your team make pies all day and sell pies directly to the customer. Now, when you compare that to working in a commercial warehouse that makes that produces thousands of apple pies a day, right? The challenges are completely different than at the small pie shop. You know, you're, you're, you're working more with supply chain and, um, um, you know, resources, headcount, processes. Um, so, so this is something that I always like to explain to, uh, you know, people that, that I'm trying to um, share the differences between enterprise and like, let's say startup. So the, the, the nature of it's very different. So coming back to your original question, it's all the problems of scale. So how do you orchestrate, you know, 800 campaigns that go out per week? How do you orchestrate a thousand marketers live on the platform at the same time um, and balance that with the needs of the customer and try to try to serve up a great customer experience um, um, at every touch point that the customer has? Those are the kind of things that that we're working on. 
no small challenge. Um, it sounds like you've got plenty to plenty to crack on with. So thanks for taking some time to speak to me on a podcast. Um, but you know, moving forwards, then you know, I, I think the benefits of having marketing operations in place now are really well understood, and it's something we've been talking about for a while now. Um, so let's talk about more about putting it in place and and actually getting marketing operations to perform. So, what does good marketing operations look like at a huge company like Amazon Web Services? You know, I think that regardless of the size, good marketing operations looks and feels like a great experience for the customer. We're talking about customers getting access to the information and to the things that they need in a frictionless way, right? So let's say, for example, they, you know, customers want access to on-demand webinar recordings or research papers and eBooks. Um, let's say they attend a, a, a virtual event or, you know, they're, they're told a story over time via email. Um, good marketing operations from the outside looks like a great customer experience. Now, from the inside, what it looks like, I think, is a set of repeatable, scalable processes and platforms and people. Um, that are working together to identify the areas where the customer experience can be improved and making sure to deliver on those improvement points um, time and time again. Um, and, 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 and how we do that is we split up marketing operations into a few different uh, functions. So, uh, and, and by the way, Campaign operations, which is a little bit different for each, for smaller organizations, campaign operations at AWS is decentralized, meaning that marketers from around the world can actually build campaigns. So from a central marketing operations standpoint, we have um, platform operations, uh, marketing intelligence or analytics, product and engineering, and then enablement, which is essentially stakeholder support and training. So we break it up into those four different functions. Um, and, and each of them, each of these functions have a responsibility to our internal stakeholders, but also to the, the end customer experience. So how do you actually work with the, the regular marketers, if we can call them that? You know, is it a case of you're setting the systems in place and saying, look, guys, this is what we need to do. These are the systems we need to follow. These are the platforms we need to use. Or do they actually come to you and say, Daryl, this is the kind of information we need. How can we get it in the most logical way? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. So, so the responsibility of actually executing the of executing the campaigns end to end is on that of the marketers because we've decentralized and empowered them to you know have access to the tools, access to the. The, the, the platforms, the data, the reporting systems to actually do their jobs. You know, they, they know, especially from a regional standpoint, you know, they know their regions the best, they know their markets the best, they know their industry is the best. Um, so, you know, from a charter standpoint, we are setting up these systems and enabling them to use that through, through what I mentioned, right, operations and through, and through training and support. Um, but when it comes to, you know, how it, how it actually takes place, um, and I really enjoy this part of it, not only are we training them on how to use the systems and 
step by step, but we're also stepping into sort of a consultative role. Um, a matter of fact, when I first started at AWS, we held something called office hours. Oh, we still do, but, but, um, um, you know, and it was each week we would have a line of marketers out the door asking for advice on how to best set up their campaigns. And it was a lot of fun, you know, to, to take a look at what their goals are, what their audience is, the, the, you know, the, the, the setup of their campaign and then make, make recommendations, not only from a technical standpoint, but from also a strategic standpoint. Um, and I think that that's the best way that marketing operations works with marketing as a strategic advisor and a consultant. Yeah, that's a really interesting way of putting it. Um, I wonder is kind of a, a follow-up question. How do you actually measure the success of a, of a marketing operations function in a big company like Amazon? Because presumably, you know, the, the regular marketers, as I was calling them a minute ago, they, they're the ones building the campaigns. They're the ones who've got to deliver leads or prove ROI or whatever it might be. So where does MOPS have to, or how does MOPS have to prove itself really? So, okay, this, this is a really interesting question. And, you know, I don't know that anyone has 100% solved this, solved for this yet. But here's the way that I think of it. First of all, we have to remember that marketing operations is, is part of the, the greater marketing organization. So in general, we are accountable, maybe not directly, for some sort of revenue pipeline or marketing contribution number, right? And we want to make sure that those improve over time. So whatever projects, you know, even though players on a team um, have different roles, we're still looking at the score, you know what I mean? And, 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 and aligning our projects in that way. So that's the first thing. The second half is more of, um, you know, how do we evaluate the effectiveness and the efficiency of the marketing operations function? And there's a variety of different measures, I think. One of them is, um, you know, one of them is stakeholder sentiment. This is something that we, we try to measure frequently, probably quarterly, about how do they feel about their access to the tools? How do they feel about their training? Can they get their jobs done? You know, on a rating of one through five, how do they, how effective of, how, how, how much do they utilize the tools that are available? Um, there's also, uh, you know, efficiency and productivity. So, you know, how many campaigns are we able to get out the door um, in a certain time frame? And when, and if we, implement whatever tools, processes, or enhancements that we have, are we able to double that? Are we able to triple that? I think that that one's a really big, that one's a really big one as well. Um, and then there's some of the less sexy metrics too, I think, like system performance and security that we also take really seriously, you know? Um, so we actually track the number of, of, you know, high severity tickets that we're getting, um, you know, per month. Um, and you know, if there's any security issues, which at, at mega enterprise, that's, it's a really big thing. Um, security is, is and for most companies, but what I, what I find is that, um, at the large mega enterprise, these are the ones that are big targets for bad actors, you know, whereas, whereas bad actors may not be targeting your 10 person startup because they, they might not have too much value. They may not, not, not be able to take as much, but when, when you're a high profile company, you become, you know, there's a target on your back for, for these bad actors. So security ends up being a big issue for us too. So I know that was a lot, but <laughs> that's how I kind of think about it in general. 
No, no, thank you very much. Um, and just before we move on to, you know, mid-sized companies and, and even those smaller startups, you know, one thing I hear all the time is that marketers have so much data, so much information. There's so many technologies. They, they just they can't make sense of it, basically. They're only human beings. Um, and, you know, when you've got 4,000 different points of data all telling you different things, it's hard to kind of whittle that into a useful, um, clear sort of line of sight. Um, so how does marketing operations actually take that information and, and feed it to marketers in a way that, that's actually, you know, digestible? Yeah, so this gets really confused and, and, and this concept is something that I'm trying to evangelize and advocate throughout the marketing operations community and through the marketing community in general. This concept becomes confusing and overwhelming if you start at the beginning with the data and the campaigns and the tools, it becomes much easier if you start with the goals and the strategy and what you're actually trying to do and with the customer, and then you work backwards. So my one of my biggest recommendations for marketers is to actually create the reports without any data at first in Excel or in a, in a spreadsheet of some sort you know, and list out, well, which are the reports that you want to look at? You know, um, obviously you, you need some sort of revenue and pipeline report, but what about a channel report? What about programs report? You know, how do those break down? What do those look like? And what does those dashboards look like? Once you see an end goal of the way that you want, then you can start to connect the pipes into those reports. Um, and, and, and you may not be able to get there, right away, but you at least have this sort of North star that you're, you're heading toward, right? Which, which is so much better than the alternative, which is marketers look at the reports that the platforms are spitting out and then just sort of trying to piece them together. Um, and then just showing it to their executive team. And it is so much, so often an incoherent mess. Um, so that's the first way that I think of it. It's really not based on trying to organize anything. It's trying to, you know, define for ourselves what good looks like in terms of reporting and data and system architecture, and then slotting in the, the, the technology and the data to make that happen. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's a large company or a small company, I would do it the same way. So do you think in that sense, if there's a company, if there's a person listening who works for a company um, and they've got all the tech platforms, they've got all the toys, but they don't have it aligned, the the solution is not to get a mopped person in and clean it up. The, the solution is to actually figure out, okay, what do we actually need? And then get a mopped person in to kind of take it from there. Yeah, I, I like, that's, that's at the heart of it. Now, ideally, um, Ideally, a marketing ops person will act that way um, and be sort of that change agent to, um, you know, to champion that throughout the organization um, and 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 have goals versus someone that, you know, I, I, I suppose if you're if you're hiring a more junior person that manages the technology, then that that's probably what you're going to get. Um, but I I've always been you know a proponent of bringing in a, a seasoned marketing operations professional that knows, um, you know, what an integrated, a good integrated tech stack looks like and has an overall MarTech strategy um, that they want to implement that will help the organization, you know, really level up um, their game when it comes to marketing. So that's how I would do it. But, but overall, the, the question of 
where are we where are we going and what do we need to get there, which is which is what you said. That's at the heart of it. That's what you really need to do. Okay, great. Um, right, in that case, let's move forwards then, because um, I've got plenty, plenty I want to get through today. So we've obviously spoken about huge companies such as Amazon. Um, if anyone's heard of Amazon out there, of course. Um, but what about those mid-sized companies? What does good marketing operations look like there? Yeah. So you know, as when you start to get into smaller organizations. Um, what happens is you end up having, and this can be really fun, you end up having hybrid roles. And hybrid role is, let's say you're doing demand generation and marketing operations. So you're managing HubSpot and Marketo or, or Marketo or Pardot. At the same time, you have a, a goal of leads, customer engagements, downloads, registrants that you have to you have to generate. So you're doing both. I actually like that sometimes because it gives you a very strategic and tactical look at your programs at the same time, meaning that not only are you coming up with creative ways to drive demand, but you're also like, as soon as you come up with the idea, you're starting to think, is it realistic? How can we do it? What does the system setup look like? You know, do we have, do we have the technical resources? We have the design resources we need to get this done versus in a typical organization, you have someone coming up with the big idea and then throwing it over the fence. And then operation says like, what, you know, um, this is, this isn't even realistic, you know, and you're this, this back and forth. So that's the part that I really enjoy about, uh, midsize organizations because you get both the strategic and, and, and the, and the practical and the, the actual, actual op side. Um, the only thing that I would caution that is, um, is really kind of getting spread too thin, you know? Um, and the way, so, so you might lean one way or I, I see this all the time. They're leaning one way or the other, and they're leaning way toward, towards demand and not to, and, and, and forgetting about operational excellence, or they over index on operational excellence and there's no creativity. There's no, there's no, there's no demand. So how you handle that is you have regular review periods where you say, you know, once a month, we're going to be looking at our demand generation programs. Once a month, we're going to be looking at all of our operational programs and we're going to, to decide, okay, where are our improvement areas? What are we going to do and what, what the timelines are? So that, that sort of disciplined review um, really comes to help if you have multiple things that you have to do. Okay, fantastic. And lastly, on this theme of company size, um, what do you think good marketing operations looks like at startups? Because I can imagine, you know, if you've only got a, a really small team, you might four or five people. Do, do you even need a mops person there? Well, here's here's a really interesting. Here's the way that I like to think of it, and I like this example. If you are the CEO of your of a one person company today, they call them solopreneurs right? Solo entrepreneurs. Is there a difference between sales and marketing? Is there a difference between product and operations? Um, where does the separation, where's the separation? There's not really, you know what I mean? And I feel like it's the same way. Um, um, and the, the easiest way is, you know, are you doing marketing to sell your services? If you're a consultant, are you doing sales? The truth is you're doing both and you're finding some way to, to, to figure it all out. And that's the very much the same way that I look at marketing operations at a, at, a, at a startup organization. You may have one or two people doing all of marketing and they'll figure it out somehow. Um, I, I, I think that what I really like 
is when people get, you know, today there's so much uh, sort of arguments and theories around what's the best organizational structure. Is it is it marketing operations? Is it revenue operations? You know, who reports to who? You know, what what does each person do? Should they be gold or not? Um, what I always like to do when that gets too confusing is just remember that if you're in a startup, none of that really matters. You know, all that matters is the customer and that the revenue keeps going up every quarter. That's all that really matters. So you, and you need to figure out how to do that regardless of what your job is. Um, so I actually really like and enjoy the startup life just because of that fact. There's, there's much less bureaucracy. There's much less or like, you know, figuring out organizational design. It's really just focus on what matters. And that's how I review, look at that. Regardless of whether you're uh, at Amazon Web Services or, or a two-person startup in a flat, you know, I can imagine that the skills you'll need from your marketing operations professionals are similar, if not exactly the same. So with that in mind, you know, what do you think a good marketing operations pro needs to demonstrate in terms of skills and experience? Yeah, so, okay, I put a lot of thought to this. This is, this is definitely a maturity thing, like stage of your career. What, what do you need? At the early stages, let's say year one through three of marketing operations, it's very much technical skills. So you're going to need marketing automation skills. Um, it's very beneficial to understand um, deeply CRM, a, great, a really deep understanding of relational databases and data science. You also want to be good with, um, um, you know, front end web development, to be honest, that's really going to help you HTML, CSS, JavaScript, these things at a, at an individual contributor level, especially at one years, one through three, um, are, you know, are gold. And I think that if you, if you can demonstrate those skills, you can get a job anywhere doing, you know, um, specific, uh, more. I don't want to say junior stuff, but it, it's more of like the executional side. Now, as you continue, like like as you manage marketing operations teams, as you're as you're as you're responsible for the strategy, as you're responsible for charting out the course and the roadmap for marketing technology at your company, it becomes much more business skills and people skills. So after that one through three, now now let's say that we're at like three anywhere three and beyond, to be honest. I think it's more business skills um, and you want to be able to leverage a number of different frameworks. This is something that I wish I had learned earlier in my career is that frameworks really help you um, understand uh, how to prioritize your work and what's important. Um, I'll just, I'll give you one for example. One is the RICE prioritization framework on how to pick your projects. And RICE stands for reach, impact, confidence, and effort. So reach is if 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 you if you if you accomplish this project, um, you know what type of reach for users and customers will will it have? And then um, impact is you know what kind of business what kind of business impact um, customer in experience impact is this going to have? Confidence is how confident are we? in being able to achieve this and how confident are we in our prioritization based on multiple, you know, factors and multiple stakeholders. And then effort is how long we're going to take to do this. This will give you a score and then help you prioritize your work. Now think about 
a person, a team that's evaluating their projects this way compared to a team that is just picking at random what projects to do. It's no comparison. You know, you're going to be a much better business professional if you do that. So I would say year three and on, it's more about business acumen. It's about frameworks. It's about thinking and being thoughtful about what's going to happen in the future. Um, and then, you know, the soft skills, which I can talk about all day, but yeah, that's how I would think about it. Okay, great. And, you know, one thing at BSP Marketing we, we hope to do is to help marketers, you know, prepare for the future and make sure they're kind of up to speed with everything they, they might need to know. So, you know, with that in mind, what skills do you think will become more important for Mops Pros going forwards? What skills going forward? Um, I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll answer this with like my personal opinion and then also, you know, a technical skill. Cause I think that people probably want to know what, what <laughs> the technical skill part to my personal opinion is writing skills. I think that being a good writer, um, means that you are, are able to think clearly and articulate your thoughts. And it's those people, unfortunately, a lot of people don't, a lot of leaders and and other departments don't understand what marketing operations does. So being able to translate your ideas um, in a documented form um, can help win over people. Um, and you need people to do your to your to to do your job to get your job done. Now, so that's my personal opinion. I think that from a technical standpoint, it's going to be API integrations, uh, iPass. Um, and, you know, just overall, you know, um, overall being able to orchestrate multiple systems together in the effort to achieve some sort of end customer goal. And what I mean by that is you're, 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 you're good at using, um, it could be tools like um, Zapier or tools like Workato, um, you know, integration platform as a service to do automated marketing using multiple systems because today we have so many. Um, so I think that that skill is going to be particularly valuable, um, especially in, in small to mid size. I think in, in enterprise, that skill is also good, but, but, um, you, you tend to, have developers that help you. So it becomes more of a product management sort of roles and responsibilities versus you knowing how to make the integrations yourself. So that was my prediction for the skills that will be in the near future will be extremely valuable. Okay, great. Um, one, uh, one word you touched upon there was integration and that that's a huge topic at the minute. In fact, um, at our recent event, Martechopia, it was kind of, it was almost like the word of the day. Um, you know, and it seems to me that vendors are putting more and more focus on the ability of their platforms to actually integrate with other platforms. So not to, uh, not to have a go at marketing operations, but if, if that's the case and vendors are integrating their platforms more and more and more and more, what is the future of marketing operations? Because if Mops exists to sort of wrangle your data and platforms into useful information for marketers, is it really necessary to introduce that function if all these platforms kind of start to solve that problem on their own? So, hmm. so here's the way that I think of this. 
today, here's a good example. Did you know, you might know this, did you know that there are platforms that create HTML for you? So you, yep, yep. So you create, you can create a landing page using a drag and drop editor. You can create an email using a WYSIWYG editor. It will automatically create HTML for you. Um, and you don't have to know a bit of code at all. That, that technology exists and is also used in, in varieties of companies. Does that mean that HTML and CSS ceases to be useful as a language or ceases to be useful as a skill? Um, it, do, it doesn't. I, I think that, that because there's, you know, and I wish it was the case where one advancement in technology translates to worldwide adoption, it, it actually really doesn't. Um, so I think there's always going to be a need for smart operators to be able to look at technology and architect it in a way to achieve business goals. And I think that's, that's going to be the, the case for 10, 20 years um, going forward. So I think that that's, that's how I think about that part of it. I also think that it, you know, and this is just a personal prediction, I think that the 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 needs of really large mainstay uh, Mar Martech vendors are always will always will lean toward trying to include everything in sort of their own suite or own umbrella of tools. So they may devote some resources and some budget to integrating with other platforms to play nicely, but it's not going to be their main thing, you know? So, um, because it, there's, there's less and less, I think, um, financial incentive for them to do so. So I think that even though we're seeing more integrations, um, I think there's a natural business conflict of interest that I wish wasn't the case, but, but I think will continue to be the case. So I actually don't think that in the next five years, you're going to see platforms that just automatically connect with each other. Um, and that's just, just, that's just my opinion. And that's all we can ask for. We can only ask for an opinion. So Daryl, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, well, my final question for you today, um, and then we'll leave it there. Um, so for any MOPS professionals listening, um, you know, what advice do you have for them going into this sort of post-pandemic, everything digital era? Post-pandemic digital era, I think... Um, you know, I think that the, the time is, this is really the time of the, of the marketing operations professional. You know, I think that we're so in demand. I get a message every other day from recruiters, from friends that are looking for marketing operations and they don't have, you know, and they, they don't have the, they can't find anyone, um, because the, 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 the talent is so slim. Um, I think that, you know, as long as we continue as marketing operations professionals to keep on investing in our skills, investing in learning, stay close to the business and to the customer while still enjoying our sort of love of technology and love of experimentation, as long as we keep that up and then training the future generations of, 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 of newcomers, I think that within five to 10 years, you know, 
marketing operations is going to be really the forefront of, of marketing and probably play one of the largest key roles um, in marketing in general. Um, and, and I think that that's where the future is going. So for those of you that are already in market operations, I say stay the course um, and, 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 you know, stay learning and stay, stay curious. And, um, you know, I think, I think the future is going to be really, really great for, for our profession. Fantastic. Well, I think that's a, a perfect place to leave it. Um, but just quickly for our audience, um, it's worth saying that we've actually recently just released a report, uh, which is on MarTech and marketing operations, and that's titled Riding the Wave of MarTech Change, Submerged in an Unmanageable Sea and Facing the Next Tide. Um, the full report is available in Propolis, which is our exclusive community for marketers to learn from our hand-picked industry experts, benchmark themselves against their peers, learn marketing best practices, and generally just access our best content. Um, however, there is also a highlights version of the report on our main website. Um, so we'll leave a link in that description. And this report was based on a survey that asked marketers you know, how satisfied they are with their current MarTech stack, the challenges they face, how integrated it is, um, and in fact, who's actually, who's actually running the show. Um, and it also included several qualitative interviews as well. So there's a little bit of a bit of subjective opinion in there as well. Um, and the final thing from me, just before we go, uh, we've got Ignite USA, uh, our hybrid event, which is just around the corner. Um, and that's going to take place on the 1st to the 3rd of June in Chicago. And it's not too late to book your place. So um, just head to the description and you can learn everything you need to know there. So Daryl, thank you very much for joining me today. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Thank you very much. Bye bye.